Hello and welcome to the Tech Lunch Podcast, where we encourage our listeners to learn something new about tech every week. This can range from learning about new and exciting applications to the advancements in coding and technology. If you are always learning, you will always be a step above the rest. Take the time during lunch or during a break to listen and learn, kind of like a lunch and learn, but for the years. This podcast will open the listeners' ears to new and exciting technologies they may have not been purviewed to in the past. These topics will range from manufacturing technologies to data collection technologies and everything in between. Hello, I'm Nick. Hello, I'm Ed. All right, and this week we're going to kind of talk about um, visualization. We're going to look back at the industry 4.0, MQTT stuff, and also the big da- the, the data. You know, we have this data, now what are we going to do with it episodes we've done in the past? And we're going to start digging into the visualizations of how do you visualize this data. And, you know, Ed, when you're thinking about visualization, and especially like visual, we're visualizing data, what are you thinking about? Well, when I think about visualizing data, I'm thinking about we have a lot of uh, signals flowing through the shop floor. <clears throat> and with those signals, a lot of times it's uh, a lot of information. When you, do, when you use visualization, now I can make it a graphical representation and a guy can easily see with a bar graph or with some kind of chart what a sensor is doing, what an actuator is doing, or uh, he can see where you're having an issue on the line uh, via visualization. Yep. And also you have like, you know, KPIs and stuff like that. You know, for the for the people who don't really know a whole lot about visualization, when you think about it, whenever you look at your bank account, you can see the little bar graph that tells you how much you spent and how much you saved. That is a visualization. That is a data a data driven visualization that takes the data of what you've been spending and what you've been saving, and converting it to a visual graphical interface or part of the GUI. Um, you know, from there, you can also take this big data that we've been talking about, like MQTT. We're taking all this data. Throwing it into, into you know data streams via Kibana or any other type of logging software that's out there, and taking that and converting that to a visual representation using you know like Kibana's dashboarding feature, and pushing that out to the the, the populace, you know pushing that out to management and stuff like that. You know it's also a good way to look and see and you know visualize what's your type of you know maintenance environment is looking like. And also you can use. Uh... And in a situation where you want to know, have got a lot of problems somewhere, I want to know what my top hitters are, you can use heat maps. And uh, via heat maps, you can say, hey, this is uh, a consistent problem that we're having. Here's where we need to concentrate all of our efforts in reducing some of the uh, issues or the repeat hitters inside of a a production environment. Yeah, and it's also, you know, if you think about it, it's also not – like, you know, data-driven, you know, um, you know, visualizations. It could just be, you know, an information board. Or, like, sometimes you hear something called an on-don board, where we take data out of a database and present it on the screen that shows kind of what's in the area, if you're talking about, like, um, you know, vehicles and stations, if you're talking about an automotive manufacturing, or, you know, bin locations, if you're talking about a logistics environment. And, you know, it's kind of just gives you a basic overview and a little bit more control of the information that you're flowing. 
And it's a lot easier for somebody to visualize something in a process as opposed to have to read uh, a bunch of uh, lines of information. It's uh, really simple for an operator to go and have his process or their process where they can say, hey, this is step one, this is step two, and step three. And it's a visual visualization of what they're supposed to do. And they get a confirmation that they did it right. So that's another aspect of uh, visualization. Yeah. You know, and it's like, if you think about it, you can take that visualization, easily present it in a meeting or in a different other environment or anything like that where somebody needs to make a quick decision about the data that's being presented. No one wants to read lines and lines and lines and lines of data thinking that, okay, I know what I'm looking at. When you can put it out there in, you know, visual representation, they'll understand it. Because most people out there are visual and hands-on learners. And so the best way to get that data out there is put it in a visual form. Correct. And, and another way is now I can add uh, a certain color to let somebody know, hey, we have an issue. I can set um, the, visualiz the visualization to say, hey, this is my min and this is my max. Hey, this is what I produce and what I have not produced. This is what's left to produce. And as Nick said, now I do not have to gather a bunch of uh, data and go through it and scroll through it and try to figure it out. I can look right at a bar graph and a bar graph will tell me where we at percentage wise. Yeah, exactly. And the same thing goes like if you're looking at your, you know, storage on your on your laptop or whatever, it tells you just how much storage you have left. And instead of throwing you a, you know, bunch of numbers saying, cool, I've got, you know, 5,000 megs left. No, we're telling you you have five gigs left, and you actually see a bar graph telling you how much you have left. That is the basics of a of a of a, of a visualization that is, is data derived. And you know the other way we're thinking about it, you know, especially if you're talking about KPIs, you're talking about like key process indicators. You're talking about I'm going to visualize everything that I'm doing. You know, I'm going to visualize worker steps, so the worker knows what to do, what to pick. And what sequence of those steps have to take place or you end up with a quality issue. And to go back to the, where we said and done boards, we can add uh, different colors to let uh, immediately know on the shop floor that, hey, we have an issue in this station. Or we can uh, say, here's what's been done or produced for the day. It's uh, not only are we providing information for... Um, the analytics on the floor, but we're also providing this information to the workers so they actually know what they're doing, how productive they are, or how input, or if they're not productive. So, um, the the other thing that that is great for is when I need to do analysis or someone needs to do an analysis of a breakdown or do an analysis of a failure point. We can look at that graphically and say, "Hey, okay, now I see." where we having these issues. It was this many times for this duration. Yeah. It's a visual alarm. And, you know, that's that's a that's one way to look at it. It's a visual alarm based off of information that is coming into the system via MQTT or via a database or, you know, from a subsystem, you know, like your MES systems or your SCADA systems, depending on how you get it. And I think that's what I think that's kind of where the, the delineation the delineating line is of where we're talking about data quality, and because data quality equals a better visual for somebody to be able to see. 
And yet, and if I'm the CEO of a company, I don't have time to consume every report. I want all of that put into one area. So visualization also touches on dashboards and dashboards that represent KPIs and show basically the health of the shop floor. Yeah. And I think, you know, the dashboard topic, you know, dashboarding is is one thing that, you know, you can keep up on your screens all day long and watch it change. You can set it up for refresh rates in just a couple minutes. You know, if you're tack time, if you're working in a manufacturing environment, say, you know, five, six minutes or 90 seconds, you can have that, you know, dashboard refreshing every minute or every two minutes to kind of update, you know, what's going on across the entire plant. You know, and also if you think about your stocks and ranges and the logistics aspect, that kind of tells you where you're short and where you're not, um, you know, via visual aspect. Cool. I know I'm, I have this many of these parts left, but how do I show that on a screen? And I think that's, you know, kind of the big thing of that's where the dashboard comes into play. Your, your, your controllers can see that on a routine basis, on a constant basis to stay always informed and always a step above everybody else. And then... Uh, we have to look at it like the uh, effectiveness and the delivery mechanism we're using for uh, visualization. You know, how we define important meanings so that people can extract data readily, quickly. Uh, and then, we, you know, you have to look at how is it on a periodical um, basis and then determining the right timing of the data presentation so that when a person looks at a KPI, he knows what he's getting. And then we also want the right data. We don't want just data. We want good data. Exactly. And that comes from your user stories. You know, that also comes from, you know, your management style um, and stuff like that. You know, the user stories tell you kind of what you have to develop. And, you know, like some, you know, dashboards are done in Kaban in the dashboarding feature and the virtualization and the visualization feature. Or we do them in like Microsoft Power BI, you know, taken out of the data lake. Or... If you want to build an on-don board, you're talking about CS and ASPX. If you're talking server-side code, it really just depends on how you look at it. And I, I, I hate to keep going back to the business aspect, but for the people that are driving all of the things that make the company grow and all of the things that make the company efficient, they need this data in real time. They need this data to be accurate. They need this data to be condensed. And they need this data to uh, point them in the right direction. Where do we move the resources? Where do we put the expertise? Uh, when do we need to um, step back for a moment and reassess the situation when we have uh, something that interrupts production? All these things can be readily available and quick on your uh, mobile app, on your uh, personal area network, if you got a smart watch, or it can be on and done boards, it can come to your PC, it can come in the form of an email or a message, and uh, all these things can be incorporated and become a real time tool. I agree with that, and you know the thing is, and I think it kind of kind of goes for most people who are thinking about it. You cannot run in this day and age an effective company without some sort of dashboarding, without knowing or visualization for that matter, of knowing what you want to see. If you don't have, or if you don't have the ability to see your data um, in a physical form or in a digital form, 
you can't control what is going on inside your environment. If you think about it from like the cybersecurity standpoint, if you think about it, if I have a dashboard up there that shows me how many open uh, vulnerabilities I have, I can, as I knock those out, I can see those disappear. So now I know my company is now set in a higher point as far as for you know information technology readiness. And, and also from an aspect of asset management, I can visually see that I have 500 widgets, widgets out on the floor and 495 widgets are working and five widgets are not. So now I don't have to concentrate on the 495 widgets that are working. I can put all of my resources or take and direct my um, experts or direct my knowledge base or my center of competency to those five assets that are not working. Exactly. You know, it's a great way to be able to, you know, stay ahead of the game. You know, keep, keep ahead of the ball. And, you know, that, that's the thing. And, you know, that's kind of what we've been harping on the past couple of weeks is, you know, learning this and learning this, you know, methodology and, you know, learning how, you know, how that works. And that also ties back into your IT versus OT conversation that we had last week. And, you know, that's something where, you know, you have different dashboards for different people, you know, different strokes for different folks. And, you know, for the shop floor guys, you want to know about, oh, cool, I'm doing this many freaking vehicles per hour. This is my FTC, you know, first time completion. This is also my vulnerability at the shop floor. In IT, people think about, okay, cool, I've had this many assets on the floor. This is how they're being used. These are their vulnerability status. And this is how I can attack those and also see how many open tickets I have and how, versus how many closed tickets I have. And then uh, <clears throat> think about infographics. You can use infographics to take, you know, both information and graphics and put them together. And like I said, anything that makes it easy to understand all the way from the person loading the part all the way up to the person ordering how many parts. If we can look at this visually, it's a lot easier. We, we're more visual than we are looking at raw data. Mm-hmm. We're not ones and zeros. We're visual, real real things in the world. Uh, so for us, anytime we can get a graphical display or anytime we can use a human interface to make the job easier, it makes sense. Yeah. And the thing is, if you think about it, UPS and FedEx and all of them have been doing this for years. You have a graph on their website that tells you, pretty much mainly, mainly FedEx, is and UPS is where I'm at the delivery sequence. I've shipped, I've arrived, I've shipped again, I've arrived. Hey, guess what? Now I'm your front doorstep. That is a dashboard. That is a visualization that takes data from the scans. Because if you look at the data, you look at your that little dashboard they give you for your package. Down below, it has all the data. All that data is condensed into that one infographic that you can look at and go, okay, cool, now I know where I'm at without having to go down below and read it. And that's that's why people make charts. That's why people put take a pie chart and say, hey, this slice of the pie chart is where we're good. Hey, and this slice of the pie chart, well, we don't utilize that as much. Yeah. So you can take quickly and make sound decisions based off of a few graphical displays. That's why on the shop floor, 
in the office, whether it's an Andon board, whether it's a KPI dashboard, or whether it's a human machine interface, these things make life easier and basically make us more efficient. Yeah. If you think about it, most people are doing dashboards and not even knowing it. If they're building pie charts, line graphs, you know, bar charts, and PowerPoint or Excel, they're making a visualization, whether they know it or not. They might just say, hey, cool, I'm making a bar chart. I'm going to present this to my, my, my CEO. I have a bunch of, you know, pie charts I need to put on this, you know, PowerPoint slide and go through telling them what their sales figures are. Well, guess what? You just made you made a You made a, a, a dashboard. You made a visualization. Put on auto loop. And now, guess what? You have something where somebody can look at it on a daily basis as long as it updates. And that's why flow charts are so powerful. I can take a flow chart and easily show somebody this is where we begin. Here's all the parameters to get to the end. And if something is not met, if a condition is not met, then go back to the previous step. Right. Until that condition is met, you don't advance. Now I can use this as a way for sequencing um, a process. So a person knows that at this point, if I don't have this um, satisfied, then I do not advance to the next step. And it's easy and graphical. And then I don't have to spend years and years training somebody. It's really, really quick. It's really, really efficient. And I can get somebody up to speed quick. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, a great way of thinking about it. Because, you know, it also it tells us how many times you violated that particular sequence. It kind of tells, you know, what's going on, what type of training might need to happen. And how that all comes back to fruition. How it all kind of wraps back around itself. You need to know data. You need to get your data to present your data, to know your data, to come back around again, to get the right data, and keep moving again. And, you know, that it, it sounds kind of like a convoluted loop, but if I have my data but I can't present it, what good is my data? And then another thing, what if I have this big organization? It's really hard for somebody to remember every person yep. or every step in the organization. But if I got an organizational chart, that displays who's doing what, who's where, and where everybody falls in this hierarchy, then everybody always know where to go. Yeah. I know to go to this person because this person is responsible for this, and I found it in the organizational chart. Yeah. And that's a great way of looking at it. You know, understanding who's who in your zoo. You know, taking your corporate directory and spitting it out into a bunch of images and showing people how the, how, how the, how the information flow works. Yep. And then... Uh, Another thing that a lot of people don't really think about that you can use um, graphical user interfaces for is, um, say for example, you're, you're running and you have a smartwatch. But well, how does that smartwatch display the information? It doesn't just display numbers. It displays uh, charts. It displays what percentage. And it's really easy for you to use. That same concept can be taken to the shop floor or it can be taken to the office to show, hey, a printer using this amount of resources. Hey, this printer is low on this amount of ink. And it's all graphical. Yeah. I don't have to see 20, 25% or look at some display and try to figure it out. It tells me what it is. Yeah. A person doesn't have to go to the shop floor and say, hey, we're at 25%. We probably need to go get another roll of paper to put in the printer. Right. It's like project management on a screen. 
You know, it, it's, it shows what you've been doing. And also, you know, kind of gives credit where credit is due in the process of getting stuff done. And I really think that that's kind of, you know, how we have to look at it. You know, it's, you know, it helps understand where your deficiencies are and also kind of celebrates your uh, accomplishments in the grand scheme of things. And, and if you're doing project management, you always need some way to keep up with what you're doing. You can use, use Gantt charts or timelines to show, hey, this is my projected time. This is where I'm supposed to be. Hey, this is where I am. Right. I'm this amount of I'm this percentage done. Or we can use the traffic light um, concept where, hey, I'm red, I'm in the green, or I'm in the yellow. I can show where I'm at. Progress. Really easy. Simple. A quick look. I know where I'm at. Right. And everybody know the progress. And if you think about it, if you also take that and transaction, trans, trans, take that and go to resources. You know, how many people are working on this project? How much of their time of their day is dedicated to this project versus that project? If you have that up on a board, you can visually represent what your team is doing on a daily basis to be able to show that you're contributing to the overall mission and the objective of the company. And imagine if you had a, like you have a stock ticker. What if I had a stock ticker that showed every so many at an interval, it showed, hey, we produced this amount or hey, we haven't produced this amount or hey, we have to produce this amount. That can easily be shown on a scrolling marquee. Yeah, exactly. If you think about it, NASDAQ's the number one freaking user of freaking visualizations. You know, and that's just because that's what they do. You know, that and they make dashboards for people. They have that all up there on the board because you wouldn't be trading stocks or getting into, to, you know, Bitcoin or, you know, crypto if you didn't know what you were looking at. And then uh, if you're doing any type of analysis, everybody should be familiar with the 80-20 principle. So Pareto charts would be good. Once again, you want to convey to your... Uh, immediate personnel what's going on you want to convey to your higher level management immediately what's going on they do not have time to sit and consume every bit of the detail you have to give them the morsel you have to give them that one morsel that they can go with it and make a decision because uh time is money and if you're wasting time you're losing money yeah it's off it's off the lean six sigma approach and, you know, that's kind of, you know, where you're identifying your waste because you can identify waste really, really, really quickly, you know, with a dashboard and stuff like that. Kind of see what's going on. You can also look and see where your, you know, your possibility for improvement is. That's a great way. And the thing is, is building and building visualizations or dashboards, however you want to call it. Um, that is a great way to follow the Lean Six Sigma approach. And that is also a great way to make sure that everything is easily understood. And, and uh, another thing that you also <clears throat> have is even on your car, you have visualization. You have gauges to tell you when you're low on gas. Yep. You have gauges to tell you when your car is running hot. Well, this same concept can be taken to the, to the shop floor. And the same concept can be used to show, hey, the compressed air is below whatever normal liters is supposed to be or whatever bill of bar is supposed to be or whatever PSI is supposed to be. Hey, we have, an, we have an issue with the water pressure. Hey, we have an issue with the power dropping below a certain value. All these things can be visual, visualized 
and you can know real time, not only that you're having issues with those things, but also consumption. We can also use this visualization to have a real time view of what consumption, which consumption of utilities is, uh, is a cost. So if we can be efficient with that, then we can reduce costs. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, is always trying to, you know, reduce waste. And, you know, overall utilized cost is, you know, is a waste. And, you know, and that's kind of where we kind of get into, you know, where are we going to next? And, you know, that's the big thing is making sure that we have, you know, boards out there and stuff to make informed decisions so we don't make the wrong decisions in the process. So, you know, that's kind of where we're at. And I would say we want the dashboards to be intelligent. Yeah. We want the dashboards to to be uh, a living dashboard. Yeah. So not static. We want dynamic dashboards. Something to auto-update. Yeah. We, we, we want it to where, hey, it's not just gathering data. It's taking this data and sending that data to the cloud. And then inside of the cloud, we're doing edge computing, you know, or we're doing fog computing. We're, we're taking these data points and doing something with it. Right, exactly. You won't want something to make, you know, not, they don't want, we don't want to make the decisions for us, but we kind of want to just, you know, make us and give us a little bit of a helping hand. You know, that could be like a notification to your cell phone saying, hey, guess what, dummy, look at the, you know, look at the screen. You know, that, that could be just all it is, you know, or hey, guess what, we got this log. And, you know, that's how we look at it that way. And I would say, imagine if you had a system that would say, hey, in about, 30 minutes, we're going to be out of material. It would be nice to know that 45 minutes before so that you can arrange to have another tote if you're doing paint or another barrel if you're doing siller or, hey, we're running out of bolts to go into the, the nut runner. You, yeah. you can bring all these things ahead of time. So you build in a cushion so that if you get into a get to a point that you are running out of material, you have a way to compensate. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it should be predictive. It should say, hey, we waste about 10% of what we do in the uh, material with purging. Right. We waste about 10% of the uh, hardware with people spilling them on the floor or hardware getting dropped. Or we waste, I don't know, so much because maybe someone doesn't know the process right. They hit the wrong button, did the wrong sequence. When we can be predictive with these with visualization and KPIs, then it, we can automatically compensate for those losses and reduce those losses from 10% to maybe 0.1%. Able to catch it early. And make the informed decision before something even happens. And understanding where the deficiencies are in the process and where you have to kind of, you know, get behind with a little bit of a push. You know, that's kind of where you look at it from there. And, you know, at this point, we kind of, you know, we kind of want to wrap up this week a little bit. And, you know, we kind of also want to leave you with a little bit of a charge. You know, kind of something we like to do every week. Kind of leave you with a charge. And, you know, that charge is, is, is look in your current environment and see what type of visualizations and um, you know, dashboards you're using. You know, look at the type of stuff that you're looking at using at your company and try to implement a new dashboard 
or a new process or even just look into that type of system and see how that can happen and how that can be beneficial. Define your requirements, define your user stories and go through and attempt to build something to better the environment that you're in or at least learn something new about it. And the system doesn't need to be, does not need to be convoluted or complex. Open Excel, put in some information and visualize those things in Excel. Start there and build from Excel and from Excel you can make simple dashboards. Always make simple dashboards and then go into more complicated and more extravagant dashboards. But you all want to start simple. Exactly. And, you know, the, the big thing is, like we tell, we, we also try to, you know, try to preach is, you know, just keep learning. Um, keep getting behind what we've been talking about the past couple of weeks and try to take all that and combine it into one package. And, you know, get ahead of the ball game, you know, before it's too late. We don't want to have anybody, you know, falling behind. And I would say uh, this is probably a good place to stop. And from my side, <clears throat> we appreciate everybody that's following us. And we just love to bring content to people so that they can have a little bit of uh, learning during lunch. And uh, I'll turn it over to Nick. Yep. And, you know, couldn't say it better myself. And, you know, we want to, you know, leave you all with that charge. You know, get out there, learn something, have a little bit of fun with it. And, you know, pick up a new skill while you're at it. So, you know, we leave you with that, and, uh, you know, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Tech at Lunch podcast, where we hope you learned something about tech during your break or during your lunchtime. If you did, please give us a follow to prevent missing future episodes. If you have any ideas or something you want to hear or learn about, please send us a show idea to podcast at vulcanora.com. Hope you have a good rest of the day and continue learning.